0: Welcome to Insure Talk, the podcast where we don't just talk about innovative ideas in PNC insurance. We talk with industry trailblazers about the big ideas they made happen and how they did it. This podcast is brought to you by Guidewire, the platform PNC insurers trust to engage, innovate, and grow efficiently. Visit GuideWire.com for more information. And now, let's make it happen. Welcome to an all new episode of Insure Talk. My name is Laura Dravick and I am the Chief Evangelist at Guidewire. In this episode, I have the privilege of interviewing Val LaBarba, the Head of Digital Transformation and Change Management at Farmers Insurance. Val is a senior leader with extensive technical and digital experience. I had the privilege of meeting Val when Farmers Insurance was evaluating software vendors to support their new claims strategy. I specifically selected her for today's podcast as she has been an essential member and valued leader in the farmer's claims transformation. Val, thank you for joining my podcast today. Thank you so much, Laura. It's so fun to be here. I appreciate it. Wonderful. So Val, with the global outbreak of COVID-19, consumer behavior has changed. How has COVID-19 affected how you process claims and serve your policyholders?
1: Oh boy, this is, yeah, (laughs) this is the only thing we're talking about right now. The awesome thing I would report, and while it's it's still pretty new, we're getting some really high survey marks from the policyholder. Claims adjusters, I owe them huge, kudos because they look for creative ways to connect with our customers who were uncomfortable meeting with us in person and so we were seeing uh, naturally you know 30 to 40 percent increase on our digital um, just for the mere fact that people were just so much more comfortable um, not having someone come out in every in every instance.
0: said something really important. I was reading Celent's Customer Service Preference by Age. It highlights how closely aligned the human touch and self-service preference options are. What I found um, surprising is that preference options don't deviate by age until consumers are well into their 60s. So the takeaway is it's not self-service or human, it's both. Consumers want to choose the best service option for them at the time of the transaction. Which service channels... Um, are utilized the most and why?
1: So I would say as far as channels go, we still have a big population of folks that want to talk to somebody live via a phone call. We'll eventually move those employee base to potentially more digital aspects, but the second most popular is the mobile piece of it. And that is because we have introduced a photo application where they're able to upload photos of their vehicle and we can jumpstart the filing of that claim and expediting the estimating process. So I would say that's a really close second, Uh, but we're still finding out customers like to call and talk to someone. Even when I'm out in the call center, you know, I do tend to sit and observe on the floor and folks just, you know, like to talk to people. (laughs) I know my mom is one of them.
0: I was reading CB Insights and the top innovation themes for this year, and conversational AI consistently rises to the top as a key industry innovation theme. And conversational AI allows the carrier to extend omni-channel service to mobile devices, provide digital assistance, deliver 24 by 7 customer service. And 20 years ago, when I worked for a large carrier, if I had conversational AI, I would have been able to spend my time focusing on serving the policyholder, I believe, better. So now that you know my favorite industry trend, what is your favorite industry trend and how does this trend better serve your customer?
1: One that I think is really big for me is all the virtual reality training that we've been doing. That has just been going crazy. Um, And I think back when I was an adjuster and how, you know, when I was doing an evaluation I did it via recording of a video and I was, you know, interacting with you, Laura, and then I got critiqued. Well, now, you know, adjusters pop on a helmet and they're visually, you know, virtually looking at a customer sitting across from them and they interweave emotions and really watch how they handle different situations. And that has really accelerated um, how fast we can actually get an adjuster out in the field. It looks like it's even going to be getting even bigger as we go along. Yeah,
0: that's a great one. VR. Yes. And um, 20 years ago, again, another theme that I could have used <laughs> to better improve
1: service. It's wild what they're able to do. And the, the feedback we get is, is the adjusters just love it, honestly.
0: Oh, wonderful to hear. Um, Automating claims processing is a top industry priority. When carriers automate manual redundant activities, they free up the adjuster to concentrate on delivering better service to the policyholder. Val, how have you addressed automation and in particular, which types of claims and processes did you target?
1: Um, A couple of the areas that we focused on and targeted was MedPIP. Guaranteed Replacement Program, which is our preferred auto shop vendors, and then rental. Um, Another area that we really flex further on was the glass and tow.
0: How are you reallocating the adjuster's time now? Is it more on a delivering concierge service or better serving the policyholder? Or how are you reallocating their time?
1: Yeah, I would say a couple different things. We're shifting employees, you know, around to fill other Um, You know, potential voids that we have, and you know, as far as cross training them into a different line of business. Um, But we also are able to offer a higher level of service to our customers, and that is just as you mentioned, that concierge type service. That's exactly where we want our adjusters spending their time and interacting with the insured.
0: Before we continue, listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe to Insure Talk on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. It helps others learn about and discover the show. Now, this is Laura Drabik, and let's get back to our conversation. I am talking with Val LaBarba, Head of Transformation from Farmers on their Claims Transformation. Val, I distinctly remember walking into Farmers University where we held our vision sessions, and was incredibly impressed with how every wall was utilized to the fullest potential to highlight farmers' mission, history, and customer stories in quotes. Why change what appeared to be working? What was the overall strategy behind your claims transformation?
1: We introduced a new strategy called the single claim owner model. The single owner model is you have one adjuster assigned to your claim. So if I'm involved in an accident, I don't have to deal with four to five different people. The single claim owner is the one who does all the interactions with the insured and it it makes it a, a lot more seamless for the customer and not having to you know, remember who I actually needed to meet with on which particular aspect of my claim. And we didn't have a system that allowed an adjuster to fully utilize that strategy. Looking at a new claim system was what we really needed to fully be able to utilize the single claim owner model. So when we did the evaluation of Claim Center, we were easily able to see that the system was able to flex enough for us to be able to fully uh, roll out the strategy of that single claim owner model. Uh, We also did get claims adjuster feedback and brought them in to to determine if that was the right strategy and approach and also senior leader and,
0: and it was confirmed that
1: you know, really getting a new system was uh, where where we could really capitalize on the strategy.
0: Was there any secret sauce to the approach that you just mentioned?
1: The secret sauce, I think, really fundamentally was the relationship that we had with the Guidewire team um, as they were evaluating Claim Center for Farmers. And what I loved about that is they looked under the covers of our claims processes, sat side by side with our uh, adjusters, to really immerse themselves. And so when they spoke in front of a leadership team to help socialize what Claim Center could offer, they spoke with the authority that they actually knew our processes because they actually sat side by side and looked and viewed our processes.
0: Wonderful. So the theme of our podcast is making ideas happen. What was the most innovative idea you implemented?
1: One of the most innovative things that we did that I'm most proud of is that we introduced a version of claim center offline. And what makes this so unique for us is that we take down the system for various, you know, maintenance. Um, obviously, you know, through the rollout process, and we actually have never had an offline solution where our claims reps. We're able to offer services to our customer during an outage time uh, because we are 24 by 7. And so when we do need to take the system down for either an implementation or a regular maintenance window, our frontline folks are CSAs. It's seamless to them. They don't even know that we go down, they
0: continue to take claims, and we're able to still offer services at that level. And I think that's fantastic. Can you share any metrics with us or quotes from your agents, policyholders, or claim stakeholders?
1: We have, so we've gotten a lot of different feedback through our surveys from mainly from the employees on how they're feeling about the product. And I would say what we delivered is exactly what they're feeling, which is allowing them to work in a system that is not complicated, does allow them freedom, free them up to, uh, to be more of that concierge type service. So a lot of really good feedback has come in through our EMPS surveys. Um, And those are the quotes is that, I love it, it's easy, it took them a day and a half to train on it. Um, That has been a really big win.
0: How did you involve these key stakeholders, like the adjuster and the agent in the change journey?
1: So we actually put adjusters and supervisors in our work stream uh, design sessions. And so we engaged all the way down to the frontline level. Um, and empowered them honestly to make decisions about how the application should be built. We gave them some guiding principles and some guardrails, uh, but it really was the frontline folks who actually designed the claim center application for themselves. And so as you can imagine, then they become internal change management folks um, and they're sharing that with their peers. And so that actually ends up helping us in the long term because we have multiple change agents across the country. Supporting and promoting the system.
0: I love that. They are not only empowered, but then they become the advocates How did you handle any pushback to change?
1: So we did experience pushback and I would say what I would expect Honestly, you know, obviously we don't want people just nodding in the room and no one's challenging one another So there was a lot of healthy back and forth and conflict and the cool thing is is that we allowed them to resolve it within their own work stream group Um, The other thing that I think really helped with resolving the pushback on change is we would ask folks that 80-20, you know, if you're asking for something, does that happen 80% of the time or 20%? And the funny thing is, is that people will naturally get there themselves, especially when you pose it that way. And then they are able to say, you know what, it actually doesn't happen very often. I get it. So oftentimes people were pushing for the 20 and then, when you restate that for them, they realize that, oh, it doesn't make sense. We're designing something for the, the, the smallest amount uh, versus the, the bigger piece. And I think that was something we use continuously. Um, but I, I really love that book, there was a healthy conflict and pushback because um, it meant folks were really passionate about building an application that would be sustainable for the future.
0: Just a reminder, if you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe to Ensure Talk on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get back to our conversation with Val LaBarba, head of transformation at Farmers. So I was listening to a podcast. Yes, I listened to other podcasts as well, not just my own. Um, with the former head of GE Innovations, Beth Comstock. And she said, you need a different type of person and team to innovate. As the change management lead, how have you addressed team, talent and culture on your initiative? One of the very first things that
1: we did as a team was that we we being IT and business literally became one team. Now it seems like that's a no brainer, but (laughs) that should be done. But we have never done that at Farmers since I've been there in my 20 plus years. Um, But watching the teams become one, be co-located together was a huge part of our change management. Um, The other part was leveraging the system integrators and bringing them in for that level of expertise. Um, The third thing that we did, I think, was we celebrated our successes often. But you truly do have to have a change manager who's leading that effort and is sensitive to the fact that you need to keep feeding those teams that can burn out on a program of this magnitude and you know celebrate successes often. Um, and then the last thing is we have the leadership modeling that same behavior. So the change manager wasn't just coaching the teams on the program, but they were also coaching our leadership team. And so when the leadership team was interacting with the, the folks inside the program working day to day, it was one consistent uh, conversation i thought that was fantastic and so we're continuing that change management piece
0: i love that Um, lead by example it seems obvious but um, it is an incredibly important principle and celebrate your successes often as a former change management consultant i would rate that as one of the top methods for um, keeping your team involved and engaged we have
1: very low attrition on this program um, and I would say it's attributed to the fact that we were very deliberate and and make sure we were taking care of the employees who are relentlessly working uh, you know eight plus hours a day on this uh, this transformation.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Val, what is the one critical bit of advice you would share with carriers planning to launch their own claims transformation?
1: The, the single piece that I thought was critical is was, was establishing guiding principles before launching the program. And I think that just, helps baseline um, everyone that's coming onto the program.
0: I love that idea of having the change principles uh, blown up, printed, and hung on the wall. It now takes me right back to Farmers University and seeing all that wonderful mission and history, et cetera.
1: Yeah, I think people visually need to see that, right? And then, you know, it needs to be top of mind all the time. You know, you can't just bring it out quarterly. You've really got to enforce it um, and stay true to what we actually signed up to do with the implementation.
0: I was really impressed with your response to COVID-19. My agent has reached out to me on numerous occasions, very empathetically. So I'm really appreciative of your response.
1: Yeah, Farmers was able to react um, so fast, honestly, for not for a company not really, or really everybody wasn't prepared for this. Um, very, very proud of the way they've handled the situation um, of dealing with the COVID-19 issue.
0: So Val, yeah, you just brought uh, raised a question for me then would you have been able to have handled w- the way that you seamlessly handled COVID 19 without having done this transformation
1: um, because the digital piece is so connected to our claims transformation because the systems talk to one another um, i feel like we are able to be a lot more nimble um, and implement things that we normally wouldn't so change in the system it does, does not take nearly as long as it used to, to be able to modify our systems or make a change. And all that stuff is, you have to be able to easily program and go, and that this the claims transformation has really enabled us to be able to be a lot more nimble than we used to be.
0: I'm glad to hear that. So Val, thank you very much for your time today and for your incredible insight into transforming claims processing. You've showed us it's not just about ideas, it's about making ideas happen.
1: Thank you so much, Laura. I appreciate it.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Guidewire, the platform PNC insurers trust to engage, innovate, and grow efficiently. Visit guidewire.com for more information.